Welcome to Realign With Your Purpose. My name is Josie Smith. I'm a serial entrepreneur, a strong and sassy Enneagram 8, and a single mom of teens. And I'm here to show you that building the dream life is possible for anyone who's willing to put in the work and invest in themselves. My true purpose here is to help you reconnect with yourself so you can realign with your purpose and reignite your dreams. I'm here to share the real, the fun, the hard, the beautiful, and the challenging parts of life as an entrepreneur, building businesses, and diving headfirst into the mindset work necessary to make all of this a reality, and doing it all as a badass single mom. You'll also get inspiring and motivating conversations and interviews with some super kick-ass women who are living out their purpose and whose experience and expertise can help you in all the different areas of your life. And who knows, maybe I'll talk to the occasional dude too. As a side note, I want to let you know, you're going to hear some language in some of these episodes, both from me and from my guests. So, If you have small kids around and you're bothered by spicy language or mature content, go ahead and grab your headphones before we get started, because we're digging into all of it, and we're not holding back. Are you ready? Let's do it. In today's episode, I am talking with Valerie Birch. Valerie is an intuitive coach, and one of her specialties is in human design. And in this conversation, that's what we talk about. And what I love about this conversation is that if you've never heard of human design or if you've heard about it, but you're not entirely sure what it is, what it's about, what it means, how it applies to you, this conversation is going to give you a lot of the foundational pieces of human design that are going to help you get started in understanding your own human design. But first, if you're new to human design and you actually have no idea what I'm even talking about, but you're intrigued and want to find out, I want you to start by pausing this episode right now and going to Valerie's website. There's a link in the show notes and pull up your own human design chart. I mean, you don't have to, but this conversation is going to be so much more fun and so much more personal if you can relate what we're talking about here to yourself. So go get your chart and then come back and dig into this episode. All right. So today on the show, we have Valerie Birch and Valerie is an intuitive coach who specializes in a couple of things. She specializes in psych K, in subconscious reprogramming, and also in human design. And that's kind of what we're going to talk a little bit about today is uh, human design, because it's something that I personally am completely fascinated with. And I just love all the different elements of it and how it can really just help you connect with yourself in understanding all of these different elements of your human design. So Valerie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you for having me. I am thrilled to be here. I love talking all things human design. So yes, let's do it. So exciting. Okay, so for people who don't maybe even have an awareness around what human design actually is, 
can you maybe just give like a brief overview of what it is um, and kind of how it could help people if they maybe don't know what their personal human design is, maybe digging into that and what that could help them with? Yeah. Beautiful starting point. So human design is your energy blueprint. And even some people are like, well, what does that mean? So I love to give the analogy that if you're one who likes quote unquote personality tests, I'll use other names as examples, Myers-Briggs, Clifton Strengths, Enneagram, those things. If you love to learn about yourself, in my opinion, human design takes it tenfold for many reasons. And the reason number one is that the human design is based off your time location of birth and of course the date of birth. And so there's no answering of questions. It is who you are astrologically using all these ancient wisdom systems to say, here is why and who you are and who you came to be and what your purpose is. And it really allows you to align with your highest and most true self with ease. Honestly, it's not, I have to do anything. It's like actually an unlearning of all these patterns and shadows that we grow up and expectations of what we think we should be doing to be quote unquote happy. And human design guides you back to the core essence of who you are with such ease and love and reverence for your being. And while looking at your human design, so you can grab it in many different places. And again, it's just your time, date, and uh, location of birth that you need, and it will pull up the system. And at first it may feel like a, another language, but even just by looking at your design of human design can unlock things at a cellular lo- level without doing anything. And then you just kind of follow your intuition, what intrigues you, what pulls out to you, whatever. And you then can begin this journey of understanding who you are at a soul level and what your energy shows up like in this life. And we can dive further into that because that can kind of be unknown at first, but it's just this beautiful system to bring you home to your authenticity with such ease. I love that. So when you first pull up your human design chart and you look at it for the first time and you're looking at this drawing essentially with like all of these lines and all of these numbers and all of these, it's so confusing. Like it looks so confusing, Mm -hmm. but, but when you look at kind of how it outlines the different types, like there's different elements of the human design. And like, I can look at the, the graph itself and I have no idea what it means. But then there's these pieces on the side that are just like kind of outline and give you little bullet points. And that's a lot easier for me to follow. So let's just start with like, there's what, five different types of Mm -hmm. of human design. Can we talk a little bit about what those types are? Yes, absolutely. And I first want to share too, that I believe when you pull it up and it looks like this whole different system and what does this mean? I feel as though there's two types of people. There's one who's ready, who's like, I don't know what this means, but it doesn't scare me. I'm actually intrigued more. And then there's someone who might say, and be like, this seems overwhelming. I'm not ready for this. I don't have the space for this. So neither one is right or wrong. It is your soul, your body knows if you're ready to dive further into human design. So when you first look at it, just sit with it, how it sits in your body. Like, are you feeling like, oh my God, this is, I, I can't take this. Then maybe it's not the right time to dive into it. 
Or if you're like, I have no idea what this means, but I am ready to go all in. Like this feels right. Amazing. Then do that. But it isn't a right or wrong. So I just want to acknowledge that and give you permission that however you show up to human design and however you feel about it is exactly right for where you are in your life. Uh, So I just want to give that permission. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There are five types. So with human design, what I always encourage people to do is to stay really on the kind of superficial top. You can get so much guidance out of just the type, your strategy and authority. You can live your entire life way more aligned. In fact, it is said that if you guide and live your life by this, you will come to such ease, such inner peace, such presence in life. As you were saying, there's also all kinds of numbers and channels and gates and all these things that you can go super deep, but it's not necessary either. So again, follow that intuition of how that that shows up for you. So the first top over level place is the types. There are five types. The, uh, there's a manifester, a generator, a manifesting generator, a projector, and a reflector. Each one has this aura and this energy that they've shown up to life to really guide society, to guide themselves. And when we, you know, if I really think of like the beauty of this is when we really trust and allow people are living according to their type and their strategy, life flows with such ease because we are not trying to push onto somebody else if it's not in their actual being of who they are. And when we live within our type, and I'll explain each one, we fit, we fit together like this beautiful puzzle. All the pieces come together and we're not you know, pushing out and projecting all these fears. It's like, no, okay, you are supposed to do this. Awesome. Like do that. Don't do this. Do that. Because that's part of your, your type. So should I, I'll just dive into them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So manifestors, these are not quote unquote in order, but you can kind of see them as domino pieces. So the manifestor is actually one of the smaller percentages of the population, about oh, really? eight to 10%. Yeah. They're not very many. And they are here to really inspire and to initiate action. And a manifestor knows if they are um, on cue. So we talk a lot about self and non-self themes, and these are really beautiful things that are instantaneous to say, am I living alignment to a manifester? If you are a manifester. So their self-theme, if they just are living in alignment, they feel really, really peaceful. But if they're not living in alignment with their manifester energy, then they may have a lot of anger in their life. And that's not a bad thing. It's an indication or calling back home to who you are authenticity. So a manifester is here to inform people is to initiate new ideas. Um, And what I would really say about a manifester that is different in what society may understand is that they work, they really are really independent people to work on their own timeline. A nine to five job is not good for these people. They are better to fit a few hours in here or there following their strategy and authority that a lot, it just guides them through life with such ease in that way. Then when they have the space and they have proper rest in their days and their nights, they come up with these beautiful inspirations that may feel completely outside of them. And they're here to bring this to light that then the next types can help carry along. So manifestors here to inform, the biggest thing is they're not um, major energy beings. They're not to work all day, every day. They really are an ebb and flow of working 
And that allows them to bring up these new ideas for the world uh, that we need to move forward in a better society. That's interesting because like the, the energy of just the idea of the energy of a manifestor, it feels like an energy being, it feels like they would be an energy being, but you're saying they're not. They do have energy. So they do have a little bit of energy for sure, but it's not the same as a generator, a manifesting generator. So they bring this idea to light, but they are not to carry it out in the world. These are the people who are like, I'm going to start this and then I need to pass it on. They're not, I always like to say they build the fire. They're not supposed to tend the fire. That is for the generator, the manifesting generator to take it out further. Got it. So build it, pass it on. If that's a good way. So that leads me to the generators. Uh, generator is a bigger population. This is probably 35 to 40% of the population. These are energy beings for sure. They are here to take that inspiration, that idea, and to carry it forth throughout life. They have the energy to work many hours a day. The two biggest things about a generator is that it's most important that they are here to follow what lights them up, what they love. So generators, because they have less energy, they tend to say yes to things that actually don't light them up, don't inspire them, but they're like, oh, I guess I could do it, so I will, right? And that will completely deflate in a generator. It will burn them out. They are here to follow like, I love this. This idea lights me up. I could spend hours, not even eight to five or nine to five. They could spend 12 hours a day, every day of the week going at this task as long as they love it. So they are here to, because of this, they're here to respond. Someone will ask them a question. They are here to listen to their inner authority, to listen to their intuition. And if their body's like, yes, that means their body's lit up, then yes, follow that forth. They're here to respond in action. If their body says no, then they need to have those boundaries and that self-love and uh, confidence to be like, no, that doesn't light me up. Even though I have energy to do it, I'm not here to do it. And the best way to know, am I living in alignment with, uh, with a strategy or excuse me, am I living in alignment with a generator is if you are feeling satisfied in your life. So just you're feeling overall satisfied, then you know you're living in alignment with a generator. And if you're often feeling a lot of frustration in your life, um, maybe annoyance towards other people, that's a great indication that you are not living in alignment with a generator type energy and it's a calling home. What can you change in your life? What can you say yes when you mean yes and no when you mean no? Follow what you love to come back to that satisfaction point. Got it. Got it. Great. And then I'll move through. Should I, I'll keep moving through. Yeah. Great. Awesome. So we're building on this. The generators here tending that fire, which is beautiful. And so is the manifesting generator. So the manifesting generator is exactly that. It's a hybrid of the first two, the manifester and the generator. And they're a pretty high percentage of the population as well. They're about 30 to 35% of the population. And you'll hear some similarities in both the manifester and the manifesting generator because they are a hybrid. So similar like the generator, they are here to respond. Again, someone outside of them will ask them a question and they will, it's best for them to listen to their, their body to say, does this light me up? Yes, I'll go do it. If this doesn't light me up, then no, I should not. They also have, they are high energy beings. So they have that energy to physically work through 
whatever task it is. But the biggest difference between them and a generator is that a generator is like a one line track, uh, run line thought. Like they will just go on the same task for all, you know, however many hours they work. They're on the same task because they love it. A manifestor generator is, uh, I want to say like a ping pong table. They are, they bounce from idea to idea to idea. They are (laughs) non-linear beings. Manifesting generators often have like five books they've started and never finished it. They will, or projects around the house. They'll have many different things that they've started and never finished through, but it's not a bad thing. That's because their energy is to go start from point A and then go to point B and then D and then back to E and then A and then F and then C all day long. As long as when they're responding to what to do next, it lights them up. But they are all over the board in a really beautiful way. That is their way to live in alignment with a manifesting generator. And that to know if you're living in alignment is the same as you'll feel satisfied in your days. Or if you're not in alignment, you'll feel frustrated. So if you're feeling that frustration, say, okay, where am I saying yes when I really mean no? Am I criticizing myself because I've started four tasks and haven't finished any of them? You know, there are some really deep places to grow from when you're living in, if you're feeling that frustration to guide you back home to loving who you are and loving that you are a nonlinear being. You're all over the place. And that's a great thing. So I am a manifesting generator. And it's it's interesting to me because being a manifesting generator, like you said, we are energy beings and we have all of these different things going on at the same time and all of these different ideas and going in all of these different directions. But then recognizing that our like our our style of response or our style of what what did you call it strategy, our strategy is as a responder. So it's, it's, it's about sort of taking a step back and not just jumping in without first checking in with ourselves, which can be hard because we have all this energy and we have all these ideas and we want to do all of these things, but we have to stop and like take a beat and, and wait and see what our body, how our body responds in situations to determine whether or not it's going to be in alignment. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a really hard piece of this being a manifesting generator. Yeah. Beautifully, beautifully said. Yes. And especially because there's a little bit of that manifester to inform or to initiate too. And there's also potential conditioning of the world of like, you're here to, you have to have the idea, start it and finish it to the end. Right. And so you're, that's beautifully said. Yes, it is when you have that energy, it's really important. And I suppose for everybody to pause, sit in the moment, what am I really feeling? And is this desire to start a new thing coming from my mind that I have to do this to prove myself, to earn worth or whatever? Or is it really, is someone asking me, this is an outside response and I'm actually feeling yes or no to that. So it is, it's about that pause, that sacred pause, that connecting within and really um, trusting it. And if it feels like a little anxious, like, oh, I should still do it. Then that's a great place for growth, growth opportunity. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. We're all growing and learning, right? It never ends. It is. Absolutely. uh, And that's, 
honestly, that's why I love human design because it can help guide you if you're on this inner journey of any sort of way. It just, it, it lightly, gently opens up these little areas that you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Now I can, I can learn from this to feel better in my body, you know, inner peace, feel that love, feel that ease, that joy with such easiness. And it just kind of can, and can guide you along that way for that. So the, there's two more types. The one of them is now, well, let me recap just briefly. The manifester starts the fire. The generator is all in on the fire. will tend to it. The manifesting generator, manifesting generator, a man gen will also tend to the fire, but they're also doing about five other tasks. So they're grabbing the t- twigs and the tinder and the, you know, this, and we need a better, and we and make sure we have water. You know, they've got all the other activities going on. They've got the energy. So we've got this beautiful fire going on. The projector comes in. The projector is about 15 to 20% of the population. And this is a newer type of being, meaning that in, as this was downloaded, human design, the projector only came, oh, I can't quite remember, but it's within the last 50 to 100 years. So it's a new way of being. So I would say, and I'm a projector, so I can speak very specific to this. It feels as though you may not actually belong in the society because projectors are non-energy beings, meaning that as our society is always moving and working nine to five hours and pushing and doing hard, we are not, we have no physical energy within the body. And I don't mean like you can't actually move. We can go deeper into this, but your energy is to actually to guide and to help make your life more efficient with ease. It is to see deeply into people and say, ah, instead of actually doing it this way, what if you did it this way? And it brings such life, uh, such guidance and ease to that being. Projectors are here to use their aura and their, their gifts. We all have these gifts to really just guide. And that's why I call myself a, an intuitive guide because I'm not telling you how to do it, but I can see within you what's causing you dis-ease. And if you just looked at this or tried this, your whole life might be a 180 difference in a, in a better way. So being an, um, what I was saying, uh, we're non-energy being in, I was going back to the fire analogy with the fire. We are here not to actually, we're just sitting by the fire. We're watching all these beings working and doing things, but we're just gently with love guiding. Oh, okay. Manifesting generator. Actually, if you put in the tinder first, it'll start a bigger fire or we're using our words and our aura. We're seeing such a bigger perspective of the situation that maybe other people aren't seeing and we're guiding with our words, but not with our actual doing of energy. To know um, our, our strategy, how are we supposed to respond in the world? We are to wait for the invitation. And this is a really big growth I have found in, in just working and talking with other projectors as well, is that, again, if society is like, you have to come with the idea and do it all the way through. And a projector is to be waited to be invited in. Because not everybody is ready for our wisdom. Not everyone is ready to be guided in a different way. They're not in that space. And if we give that guidance without being invited in, it's a really awful feeling in our bodies. We then start to have negative thought loops. We're not good. Our mind, you know, whatever. And instead, when we're invited in and our, we listen to our body, what our body responds, either yes or no, and we follow that, 
it, I mean, we, we are lit up for life and that's what we all want to be is lit up for life because then we're all in alignment with who we are. So even for this example, like you inviting me on the podcast and I listened to my body and it was like, yes, absolutely go. And I was like, done, go. Right. But if I were to reach out and say, Hey, I would love to be in your podcast. It might've been like this weird energy between this two in that way. So it's really about waiting to be invited. And while you're waiting to be invited, it's really important to continue to hone your craft, your interest, your love, do the deep inner work so you can radiate outward to be seen to then be invited in. The last two things with projector is, you know, you're living in an alignment with as a projector because you feel success, you feel successful. And that is in all areas of your life. It isn't just with work. You know, at home, you feel like, oh, our morning routines with our kids are going really smoothly. That's success, right? Or the um, birthday party that I, you know, planned was really successful because it was easy and it went, you know, I didn't have to use my energy. I used my guidance system. And when we're not in alignment, we feel really, really bitter, really bitter. And I'll give an example, you know, there are times where I, my husband is a generator, so he's working and doing something and I'll just feel like this deep inner bitterness towards him. And it's not even because of him, but he's reflecting back to me that I'm not in alignment, that I'm trying to push something that's actually not who I am, or I'm judging myself against that. And so again, it's that beautiful homecoming of saying, all right, this is an opportunity to grow. What are you you know, what are, what's going on and how can you come back home to who you really are? I just wanted to take a quick second and share this incredible opportunity with you to attend an amazing event this September. September 22nd through the 24th, to be exact, in Denver, Colorado. The event is called Empower Her Live. And it's hosted by Keisha Getmeary, the host of the Empower Her podcast. And some of the incredible speakers at this event include Chris and Lori Harder, Trent Shelton, Leah Valencia Key, and a handful of others, including a couple of surprises that haven't even been announced yet. And if you've been wanting to meet and connect with powerhouse, personal growth-focused women who could turn into the best friends you've ever had, who will be your cheerleaders, your support system, your accountability partners, your circle, or if you're wanting to challenge your perspective of yourself and your circumstances, or if you feel like you might need a little shift but you're not sure what that looks like, or if you're just looking for real-life examples that the dreams you're building are even possible. And if you're looking to connect with the mentors or the coaches you've always wanted, but you didn't know where to find them, do not miss this opportunity to attend Empower Her Live in Denver, September 22nd through the 24th. Go to empowerherlive2023.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes. And if you want to save some money, the code Josie will get you $50 off any ticket to this event. This is like nothing you've ever experienced before. I can promise you that. The energy in this room, the fun you will have, the connections you will make, the absolute fullness you will leave this event feeling, it's indescribable. 
So go to empowerherlive2023.com and don't forget to use the code Josie at checkout. That's J-O-S-I-E to save $50 on your ticket. And when you do get your ticket, send me a DM and let me know you're going to be there in Denver September 22nd through the 24th because I would love to find you and hang out. I love that. I think my daughter is a projector. I don't, I, I pulled up her human design chart um, the other day and I'm, I'm pretty sure she's a projector if I remember mm. correctly. Mm. So it's really interesting just kind of even seeing sort of the difference between all the different energies, you know, that are in just within my own home. And maybe we can talk about that a little bit too, because I know you've got a lot of different energies in your home as well, but we've got, um, one more type, right? Yes. 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 I love, I love all the conversations. Yes. But let's get to the, (laughs) let's get to the reflector. So the reflector is only about 1% of the population and they are different. They are also non-energy beings. So similar to the projector, they're not here to, to do anything physically with their energy, but they are, uh, if you would look at their chart, all of those little squares and uh, diamonds and things would be wide open which means that they are here to feel and amplify all the energy around them, which is such a gift, but also could be highly conditioned if they're not aware of this. Um, and as they amplify, as they feel and amplify the energy around them, when they're in that alignment in a great place as a reflector, they learn how to feel into that or to and other people's energy and decide, is this a healthy or non-healthy way to move forward. And this goes to every aspect of life. They'll, you know, whether it's the food they're eating or the people that they're around or the work that they're doing, they are here to feel other people's energy and use that knowledge to understand what's right for them and then let go of the energy. They have to also release the energy of other people because they're not here to hold that energy within their being. None of us are, but especially reflectors. Their strategy, how they're to respond in the world is to wait for an entire lunar cycle. And that is also a really big thing to kind of work through too, because what do we love in society? An answer yesterday. I want to do this now, 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 right? And reflectors are here to take something in and really sit with that for almost an entire month, really a lunar cycle. And as they do, it really comes to be this really profound peaceful inner knowing of what the right move for them is in that way. Um, They are, when they're living in alignment, they often are feeling really surprised, but it's not like a surprise party surprise. It's like this gentle, like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. That happened really easily. Oh, wow. You know, just a really soft, subtle way. And if they're not in alignment with their reflector self, they'll feel really disappointed. So just I just feel, and I, I haven't really been around. I follow a few uh, reflectors on Instagram. I've never met one in person. So it'd be always fascinating to, to dive deeper into what this feels like for them. But what I suspect as a uh, not self theme, that disappointment just all day long, like nothing is going my way always, you know, or like this energy sucks, and the, but you don't know what's not yours or you're here to amplify it and learn from it. So reflectors are are fascinating people and um, yeah, they're not, not a big population. 
So are are these the people reflectors, the people that you would really consider like a true empath? Yeah, yeah, yes. I think that's a great question for sure because they have this ability to feel into other people in that way. I would also say that if you're a different, any of the other types, and if you look at your chart and most of your triangles and and diamonds are white or they're open, meaning they're not colored in, you also can be a deep empath because you have more ways. Anytime it's open, you're always amplifying other people's energy. And so that can really also help you understand like how deeply do I see or feel into people in that way is just overall looking how many colored in versus how many not colored in. And I share that I have only three colored in and I would definitely Mm -hmm. relate with being an empath or highly sensitive person. And I'm a projector. So that kind of goes hand in hand. I'll also share the experience that my son, who's a generator only has two defined centers. And I really watch how much he is amplifying other people's energy as well. So I, he's only four. So his, his journey has just begun. And that's, that's a whole different tangent, but I, that's why I love knowing this information to also understand your children and, and help guide them in a way that's very ease and peaceful. Like when he's getting overwhelmed, I can often see that he's amplifying an energy around him or something. And so how can I help just guide that or move that? Um, not that I'm controlling it, but it's just that awareness piece is so, so big. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, we talked a little bit, or you talked a little bit about the different strategies of the different types. Are there a lot of like, so for me, for example, I'm a manifesting generator with sacral authority. Mm-hmm. There's how how many different authorities are there? We don't yeah, need to so, go into all of them, but like, yeah, there are eight authorities. Okay. Um, I find there's really about three that are most common. Sacral is one of the top up there. So the sacral authority. So to help explain this to people who are like, you know, what is this? So you have that type and Mm -hmm. in within that type has that strategy. Are you here to inform? Are you here to respond? Are you here to wait for the invitation? Or are you here to wait for a whole lunar cycle? That's the way you respond to the world. And then the authority is the, the listening to your body piece. When I'm responding to this thing outside of me, where, how am I going to hear my answer? To me, the authority is similar to your intuition and it, it's a little bit different for everybody, those nuances. The sacral authority is here to uh, really connect with that gut instinct. The best way, I have, I have a lot of sacral authority in my house and the best way to really get to the core that like that response without them thinking is to ask yes and no questions. And oftentimes they will respond with a uh-huh or uh-uh. They're not even words. That's the deepest sacral response. And I just want to shout out too, because today we often like, use your words, you have to use your words. And it's actually going against the instinct of the human, the human soul. Uh-huh and uh-uh are such beautiful, intuitive, soul-driven responses. And I would I would invite people to let that be. So I often, if I'm trying to get to an answer that's a little bit deeper of a child, I'll start with this yes, no questions. Like, is the sun shining? 
you know, did you eat breakfast this morning? Is it raining outside? And those be, uh-huh, 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 you know, or they might say yes or no, that's okay. And then I'll ask them a question. Do you want to go to grandma's? I'll get their true sacral response, which is pretty cool. And then we know that is, if you follow that, when you follow that, you're living in alignment with who you are. So your authority is essentially like where in the body you're feeling this sort of answer or response or intuition or whatever that might be. Yeah. Yes. And it can be a little, sometimes it kind of is different too. So I have a a splenic authority and while the spleen is the spleen and the sacral can kind of, you know, I've had to really differentiate between those for myself, but the sake, the splenic is, it's not, I still sometimes feel it in my stomach. It's different than the gut, uh uh uh-huh, but it's like a soft whisper. It's like just an inner knowing and the, the sacral, I'm not excuse me, the splenic is in the moment. When you ask me if I'm aligned, if I'm connected to my body, I will know instantaneously yes or no. The say, and you really can't ask, re-ask the question later. Like you really have to hear it and trust it and follow it through. Even if your mind has no idea why your body said yes to this, that's the big test in life. It's like, oh my God, I said yes to this. Like why? You know, <laughs> but to follow it through. Whereas a sacral, back to the sacral response, you can ask that person, that, that answer will continue to come up if you keep asking it the right one. But that splenic is, to me, it's just like, I feel it in my tummy and in my chest. And it's just like a immediate yes or no answer. And then another authority, I'll just talk on the other, talk on the other more popular one is the emotional authority. And the emotional authority is, uh, they have waves. So they are not to respond in the moment. Emotional authorities are to respond best when they're feeling really cool, calm, and collected. So emotional authorities are feeling an range of emotions, which we all do. So this is again, kind of a beautiful experiment to play if you have an emotional authority or if you don't. But if you're feeling really high, let's say you're at a concert with your girlfriends and you're jamming and having a great time, they're like, let's do the concert next week. It's actually not best for you to say yes because you're on emotional high. And when you get home and sleep on it, you might be like, I don't actually want to do that. So you have to be aware of that. You know, it's always best to sleep on it. And the same is for a low. Let's say you're feeling kind of really low one day. Um, not a lot of energy, maybe sad. And someone's like, do you want to go to the concert next week? And you're like, I hate concerts. I don't ever want to do that again. You know, you're in this low spot, but then again, you sleep on it. Your, your wave ends, you come to that cool, calm and collected. And you're like, actually, yeah, I love that singer. I would love to go to that concert. So an emotional authority is to wait, to sleep on it, to be in that cool, calm and collected I'm not high, I'm not low. And that's the best place to make your response or to inform. Cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, one other, I guess, sort of significant piece of human design that I find really interesting is the different profiles. And there's numbers in the profiles. And does everybody have two numbers? And like, what do those numbers mean specifically? And I mean, we don't have to go into every single one of them, but like, what yeah. do those numbers actually mean? Yeah. 
Oh gosh. Excellent question. And this could be a whole podcast. And it's, yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why I say we don't have to go into all yeah. of them. <laughs> yes. So the profile numbers are based off of, based off of astrologically, partly where you were, when you were born and also your conception date. So you have both if within your chart, you have a conscious aspect and an unconscious aspect. So the, the unconscious is what was um, that blueprint before conception. So it was actually about 88 days before conception. And this you're within the womb and you are, or pre the womb and you are here and given these qualities and, and uh, purposes and your being, your, why you're being incarnated into this life. Then the other one is actually at birth. And so these numbers are here to guide you in kind of what you are doing in life in some way. And so they're numbered one through six and profile. So like my profile is a two, five, yours is. Mine is a six, two. Six, two. Okay. So you can also see that the little number can be first or second. And this is just, again, a beautiful way to kind of go through growth. Like, you know, let me dive into this. Um, can show you shadows of where you are maybe not living in alignment with yourself and also help you guide you. What are you here to do in this life? What I, I won't go into each one because each one has its own thing, but I will share this. So mine is a two five. So my little number is first and then my bigger number is second. What that means for the overall arching of my life is that I am here to do this inner journey for me. It's very individualized for me first. And as when that's, I don't want to say complete because you're never complete. You're always growing. But when you get to this point, then you naturally evolve to then sharing your wisdom of your growth to the collective. Whereas the six, two is opposite. You're here to work and be within the collective. And that's how you're learning and growing. And you will have a big phase of your life where you're outwardly with people growing. And then you're going to go back into your individual growth later at a later date. So that is just even kind of a simplest way Mm -hmm. um, to understand that. How else can I respond for that? (laughs) There's so (laughs) much to share. Yeah, yeah, I know. There's because I know that there's a lot within each with e- within each number, and it yeah. it means different things depending on the order that that they show up in. But yeah, that's something that that's something you can Google. <laughs> that's, yeah, I mean, you can find that information on Google. That one's pretty easy to find. Um, yeah. Then there's also um, there's also like within sort of the outline, there's an ideal environment for everybody. And is that in alignment with your type? Like manifesting generators tend to do better in these environments and projectors tend to do better in these environments, or do they kind of cross over? Are there like, explain that a little bit. And I know, again, there's a lot of different environments, um, like ideal environments for, for each person and for each type. Yes. Yeah. They can completely cross over. So that that's in what I have found. Um, you know, everyone kind of can, uh, what I would say, receive this and, and, and digest it differently. But mm-hmm. I have found in my experience with others and those in my house and in my learning that they do cross over. They are, again, a beautiful way to just help you be in alignment. So I'll give kind of some examples because it's also interesting in a household, you'll have everybody's in a different environment. Well, we, we can't physically live in different environments within our family, right? 
So it's like, how can you best understand how they work? So one of the environments is caves. And that doesn't mean you need to go live in a cave by any means, but you can, you can, you, you can visualize how you could create cave-like places in your house. People who are to work or to study or to just be in their own aura might do better in caves. So they have a, a place in their home that's just for them, that they're not always interrupted. Cave people actually shouldn't probably be in an office nine to five every day of the week. They need that secluded time by themselves to work in that in that space. Um, markets is one of them. A market is kind of the opposite. So markets need other energy around them. They don't have to be directly working with them, but they can pick up on energy from around them. And I'll share a real life example because I have markets. And while staying at home with my children and building different businesses and stuff, that was working, but there's always sometimes like, oh my gosh, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't feel like this is, this space is working for me. And partly that's because I have no energy. So I think mine do go together. I need to be in like coffee shops or something because I'm a picking up on the energy of others who are then helping me actually get my work done. And two, they are just that energy too is like inspiring for me. So I, I can't stay at work or stay at home and work solo all the time. Or I actually, you know, things are left undone because I don't, my body's not in alignment with that energy or that environment. Um, there's other mountaintops, which you just, people with mountaintop environments really just have this overview perspective. They don't have to live on a mountain. You may find that they do because it is just that also everyday visual that is in alignment with who they are. But mountaintop environments are like, I see the higher perspective of this situation. So again, they should be in situations in their life where they are allowed to be and seeing and sharing their overall perspective of a situation without being judged or criticized, no matter their age. I have a child who's a mountaintop. And so it's really important as a parent, I'm not saying you don't actually know, or what are you saying that? You know, I'm like allowing her to speak this huge perspective or idea, you know, even though she's a child. Um, they're shores. I I was going to say, I think my, my daughter is actually shores. Mm. So shores love contrast. I don't want to be doing the same thing in the same place all the time. I need contrast. So thinking about, you know, where, you know, um, I'm thinking like where land ends and water begins, you need that maybe in your actual environment to see, um, also in your, your, energy work of whatever you're doing in the world, can it contrast in some way? So I think in not even if you can't physically do it, or that doesn't allow in a job or a hobby or whatever, and, and that's maybe where you can see contrast. I do this for a job, but this is my hobby. They're 180 different. There's a big contrast in my life. Beautiful. Actual environment that you see, you know, is you're somebody that like, okay, I live in a, we live in Nebraska. We're in a landlocked location. We often go to lakes, but to see the contrast of land and water just brings them into alignment. You can't even verbally explain why, but you can watch their body go, ah, this feels right for me. It's that alignment pace, which is awesome. So mine is kitchens. Kitchens. So what does that mean? (laughs) Yes. So kitchens is just a lot of, a lot of different things mixed together. I almost feel like it goes with man gen a little bit, you know, like <laughs> all over sense. the place. 
bring all these things together and just not judging that, right? And so kitchens can be, again, an environment I feel, and, and I would love to hear your response, like, is it similar to markets where you need to be around people doing a lot of different things? You know, maybe the coffee shop isn't great because everyone's doing two things. Maybe you need to be, you know, in a co-working space where you've got people in meetings and people working separately and some people eating and some people doing this, like lots of different movement in that case as well. Does that resonate or how do you feel kitchens is for you? I've always, I've kind of always felt like it's more like me being in a creative energy, creating something, serving people and having Mm -hmm. people sort of around me to receive whatever it is I'm creating, making, serving, Mm -hmm. building, whatever that looks like. Love it. That's a beautiful explanation. (laughs) That feels like a kitchen, doesn't it? Multiple things going on at the same time, all working together. Awesome human design, like I said, it's just like a homecoming. It's like a big exhale. Ah, this feels right in my body. And while I can't always explain why it just feels good. And that's what I love about human design. I love talking about it. I love how does it work in your family life? How does it work in businesses? And yeah, it's just like, as we all live in alignment and live in that love, it life will piece together so nicely. We don't have to force it. I love that. Is there anything that like I didn't ask or that we didn't go into that you feel like is important or that you wanted to kind of be able to share a little bit that we didn't get into yet? I just, I hate to end these conversations without kind of putting out the open invitation to whatever else, you know, might've come up that you didn't get an opportunity to talk about that you Mm. might want to. And if not, that's cool too. Yeah. I mean, we covered so much in, in a beautiful way. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing is I want to share is just follow your intuition. When you look at it, you know, there are Google, there are great books. There are people you can talk to find, you know, talk about what you're learning and loving. Um, and what I would say is if you're, if there's anyone in your life that you're like really jiving with or really like struggling, butting heads with human design can be such a beautiful place for that answer. Why? And it's not that one is right or wrong not any of that, but this understanding of like, we are completely different energy beings. And as I understand and love my energy being, I have the space to understand and love your energy being. And to see that, how are we to work together with ease instead of, you know, either fighting or why are we working together with ease? And these people come into our lives and our family and and all these different areas or networking or whatever. And you know, listen to your body. How does it feel around them? You know, what is there to potentially learn? Curious of their human design. And it's just, I just see it with like this compassion for others in the world, like with love through the heart, which I just feel is the vision is what we are all striving for, which starts by looking within and then holding that space for others outside. And and human design is just such a great tool for that. You are beautiful and I just love your energy and I so appreciate you. Um, if if somebody wants to maybe connect with you or work with you, do you offer, you know, like either workshops or coaching or anything around? I know you offer a lot of, of different types of coaching, but do you offer anything that's specifically related to human design? Yes. Yes. Thanks for asking. But first, thank you for your kind words. I definitely receive them and I... I love sharing. I love sharing about anything. If someone feels called to reach out, 
Yes, I do work on a lot of things. I'm currently in the space of summertime with young kids at home. So my open hours are limited. And as the school year changes and evolves, that will change as well. I absolutely work just straight up one-on-one human design readings. You're just curious. I want to hear more about this. Yes, absolutely. You can reach out at my Instagram and Facebook is at Valerie Birch Coaching and just DM or message me there and we can get in contact. I can show or share my stuff. Also, my website is ValerieBirch.com. And what I would just say is follow your intuition and don't get into the mind. And I trust that I just will always trust people are doing what's best for them. I'll leave links in the show notes to your Instagram and your website and all of that. So if, if anybody wants to connect with you, they can just go to the show notes and clickety click and find you there. Perfect. Easy. Awesome. Well, this was fun. Thank you so much. Yes, this was so fun. I would talk all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank well, you. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk again soon. Thanks for tuning in to Realign With Your Purpose. My intention is that the messages I share here in this podcast help you experience a mindset shift as well as actual transformation and growth. If you found value in today's episode, please share it with a friend so they can experience the growth and transformation that you found in these messages. Or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for spreading the message and encouraging everyone to believe in themselves and their dreams. And it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give the podcast a five-star rating wherever you listen. And if you can, write a little review. These ratings and reviews are everything to podcasters. And they help me to be able to continue to show up week after week with messages like the one I shared today and to do so at no cost to my listeners. And as a thank you for writing out a review, if you write out a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, screenshot that review and send it to my DMs. I'll send you a free gift. And if anything I talked about today really spoke to you, Send me a DM about that too, because I would love the opportunity to have a conversation with you. As always, it's been an honor to share this time with you today. And until next time, you got this.